Well, we're back, and welcome to episode 273, The Range Master Part 2. It took long enough, and I'm going to get into all the details in a minute. How do you get in contact with us? It's real easy. RaiderCop.com is the audio website for our podcast. There you can pick up all our episodes from number one to number 273. And RaiderCopNation.com, the official website where you can get more information about us and future episodes and projects. Well, as you know and I know, the wacky world of the left is continuing each and every day. We haven't had a podcast in a while. As you know, I believe our last one was January, mid-January sometime. And ever since then, things have Let's just say when I... Our last podcast, we that was January 17th, gas prices were about maybe 230 220 a gallon well now it's 410ish maybe it did get to 430 440 and then now it's kind of trickling down just a little bit but it hasn't been that long but if you measure it with the gas prices it seems it has the wacky world is surrounding us each and every day and we have to navigate through it and there's not much i can say about the leadership of the country unfortunately it's currently out to lunch but we're hoping they will still have a country by the end of its term so keep that in prayer the Range Master was a episode that we did. I truly enjoyed it with Kilo Sierra and Alpha Alpha, both uh, firearms instructors and Range Masters. And this is part two. We're going to be kind of advertising part one and two. And I'll get into what in the world took us so long since January 17th to plug in another episode. Well, we were the victims of a hack and it kind of knocked our systems out. We got them pretty much back up and running uh, within about a week. But then we had some other issues with the programs that we were using. Were they corrupt or not corrupt? And so we had to navigate very carefully through that. And all the immense files that were on the podcast. So we did it slowly and um, accurately as best we could. And we are back now. You know, some some people have real big production money and throw that system out and put up another one. Well, we don't have that here. And as I've always said, uh, I'm building a library. And uh, we don't uh, do this for monetary 
we we do it for the education of our audience so as a result we are here we're back my apologies to my co-host kilo sierra and alpha alpha for the delay i did reach out to them and told them what was going on and as true professionals that they are they understood but uh, we're going to broadcast this one of course it's it's being aired now and then we're going to run them both together on some little advertising and get that out there so many many people can enjoy the episode it was a good take and we're going to be doing um, a lot more of this for the firearms component of our platform for uh, season number five and uh we have more episodes that we're going to talk about uh, the not only the novice shooter but also the mid-level and advanced and how a relative different types of training can help you not every firearms evolution training has to discharge the weapon you can train uh, without shooting around and uh, myself and the my co-host uh, will have more shows just as entertaining as this one about those other evolutions as well. Speaking about shows, I was contacted by the legendary NYPD detective, the retired detective Ralph Friedman, and he wants to come on this podcast. We are definitely honored and privileged to have him on here. We're going to be setting that up, getting some uh, dates for that interview, and it's going to be uh, quite exciting, and I'm looking forward to it. Uh, Detective Ralph Freeman, for those that don't know, has a book out called Street Warrior. We're going to have that listing down on the bottom of the show notes, and we encourage those listeners that have never heard to him to take a, take a look at that book, a hard look, and especially... Um, retired or active law enforcement officers a stellar career that he had in the nypd one of the most highly decorated uh, officers or detectives in the nypd with over 2,000 arrests 5,000 assisted arrest 219 combinations and he worked in fort apache the bronx the 44-1 precinct and um no easy feat my friends that back in his day was a very crime ridden area I'm sure it's uh, somewhat the same today but not as bad as when ralph freeman walked the beat there and involved in eight shootings and he had to take the life of a perpetrators four times to save himself, his partner, and innocent civilians. Interesting career, uh, a career that any active law enforcement officer can look at and model themselves after. Um, of course, his career, he did a lot of things the conventional and unconventional ways, and we're we're honored to have uh, Detective Retired Ralph Freeman on the podcast soon. So keep an eye out for that. As always, we are going to jump into the word of the week. You know, it's so important to have the Lord himself with you. 
having your back as you navigate through life. So without that word, it's not going to really give us the training that we need to survive those battles that are out there against us. Elijah, Elijah chapter 55, starting at verse 8, says, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are my ways my ways, says the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. And again, if you haven't really taken the time to open up scripture and look at it and read it, um, I encourage you to. Now, sometimes you read scriptures and you don't really understand it, but I can assure you that the Holy Spirit speaks to one during your time of need. In other words, you can read a verse in the Bible today and it means something to you. Read it again in the future and it can mean something else. So, highly encourage to open up the scriptures and get a closer relationship with God. You're listening to The Range Master, episode 273. I am your host, Alpha Mike. And on this episode, we're going to have Kilo Sierra and Alpha Alpha on part two of a very fun and interesting interview that we did with both of these fire instru- firearms instructors that are also range masters. The definition of range master is that instructor that has total control over their students and the range itself during the evolution of a course that they are teaching. And, you know, safety protocols have to be looked at. Ability of student has to be looked at. And, of course, proficiency of the student has to be looked at. Um, For a novice student, you start with the very basics. Holding the weapon, trigger uh, sight, trigger pitch, uh, trigger sight, pull the trigger and press of the trigger, uh, the grip, the stance, everything. And that takes a while for different levels of students. Some might have a little bit more knowledge than others. Some maybe have never picked up a firearm ever in their life. And it is a scary thing for them, but they're willing to navigate through it. We always encourage anyone of our audience that are listening, if you've never had a little firearm, go to a professional that is certified in those in that firearm that you're trying to get uh, some training in and make sure that they are who they say they are. And I know that instructor, whomever that you pick, they are going to be very patient with you and take you through each step of the evolution training on firearms. It's a proficiency skill. Don't use it. You will lose it. So it's important to always be engaged. Season 5 of Raider Cop Nation podcast, we are going to, right after this one, we're going to dive into 
the Genovese crime family. We're going to do more episodes on that. And, of course, the day-to-day operations of law enforcement work and firearms. Remember, in 2023, it's going to be season six. It's going to be a whole different look. And I'm going to have a permanent co-host there that will uh, reveal uh, soon enough in season six. And um, we're going to have very, very interesting, funny shows as well. Episode 273, my guest, Alpha Alpha from AAA Gun Safety down in South Florida, and Kilo Sierra and his shooting company, which is up in the New Jersey area, Philadelphia area. And um, I want you and I encourage you to listen to what they say. They are true professionals of what they do, and we have a good, fun time in this interview. So the interview picks up on part two with me asking a question, so we're going to kick right into it. So episode 273, The Range Master. So my my next question, and we we touched upon it a little bit, is for uh, Kilo Sierra, uh, is there a difference between a male student and a female student? Um, yes, from, from my experiences, there have been. Uh, I, from my experiences, I mean, you have many male students that you know, want to learn, uh, but I notice that a lot of the female students that I have, they actually are better shooters for the most part. And I'm telling even with the academies that I've taught, uh, more of my, um, the top guns of my academies have been females than males because they tend to listen more uh, and they, mm. and because many of them are new to firearms, and, but they listen to, okay, side alignment, trigger press, follow through. And they go through the steps and they understand what I'm saying and they ask questions. And they also females tend to ask more questions than males in my class. Uh, a lot more questions. And, and they tend to be better shooters just because they listen more, especially in the police academy. So there is a difference. And a lot of females um, come to these classes because, and sometimes they feel a little intimidated because they're new to gun ownership. Either they're buying the guns for themselves or um, they come with their husbands or their sons and their daughters, and, and they really want to learn. But I, I tend to see a pattern in which the female student tends to actually shoot better than the male students because they, they, they tend to pay attention more. Uh, but, but what I definitely watch, though, is the type of guns that they bring because, uh, like Alpha was talking about, sometimes they ask the wrong person and then they bring a gun that's totally inappropriate for them. And I've had that happened to me a lot of times 
was there was a 74-year-old woman who brought a Smith & Wesson airway. In 30 yes. Years. yes. And I asked, I told her, look, ma'am, you don't want, oh, I want to shoot it. No, you don't. Yes, I do. Unfortunately, after five rounds, I had to take the gun from her because her the skin between her thumb and index finger looked like someone used a potato peeler to rip the skin off. She sure. said, I kept on digging to, her, to, her, to that part of the thing, part of her hand. So it's just a matter of them being, but they are definitely more open to criticism or to instruction than a lot of male shooters because, you know, like a lot of male shooters are like, like cops. I know this. I know what I'm doing. You don't have to tell me. Okay. And then when they screw up, like, well, I just told you not to do that. Well, yeah, yeah, but my granddad told me, yeah, okay. <laughs> See, you get that dynamic. But there, it, there tends to be a difference uh, be, between both. And what I do is that I have a female instructor that I work with that she's phenomenal, she's military experience, and sometimes that also helps in my instruction uh, because the female student tends to feel less intimidated with another female instructor. So I try to address that dynamic with having female instructors as well, as, as, well, as well as female range safety officers. Okay, and um, Alpha, so, same question. So yeah, you know, what I find with the females, so again, uh, you know, everything follows parallel. I mean, the, the, I think the, the, the experiences that we have are, 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 are aligned. Um, with the with the female versus the male, I, I mean, I used the kind of that that tennis ball uh, analogy that if I put you on the spot, you know, you feel the pressure, and then that's when you're going to screw up. I think that 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 the male students feel more more pressure to to perform, right? So they don't want to look bad. Uh, I had a, a, a student in my in my last class, young guy, who who did really well. Actually, the best shooter ended up being a female who was the worst shooter at the beginning. So, but that, because, but it, it, again, it aligns with what you're talking about, Kilo. Uh, so, uh, so he was a good, he was pretty decent, right? He picked it up quick, but guess what happened? Some of the other, and it was a small class. So now there's only four people. And one of the other people was, was the dad. Well, guess what? Everybody qualified and he was the last man standing. And his group started getting worse and, and he started going downhill. And now because he was putting all this pressure on himself, because now even even the, 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 the female who had a terrible, you know, I mean, a hard time at first kind of getting the concept. But once she, she kept listening and picked it up and that put pressure. So so I, I find that with the females. I also find um, that back to your point, you know. They do ask. They're not afraid to ask ask the question. I think there's more. There's there's less pressure on them, right? Because, look, you know, guy, you know, you know, gun culture has historically been been a, a, a guy culture. Even though, you know, we go back to Annie Oakley back in the day, but it's 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 a guy thing, and it's almost like if you're a guy, you should know how to fight. You should know how to shoot. Uh, which I don't disagree with that, but but uh, you should know how to throw a ball. You should know how to catch a ball. You should know how to squeeze a lemon. You know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, there's certain things that 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 you're you're expected whether you know them or not. And what happens is when you're put in an arena with a bunch of other folks out in the open, when you when you're kind of challenged with those things, the pre I mean, I I hey man, it happens it happens it happens to me too. I'm I'm you know I'm I'm. I go, I train with somebody and I tra I'm going to train with somebody that maybe is a lower rank than, than, than me. And they're just, they're 30 years younger. You know, they're a lot stronger whatever. And now you start making, but you still want to, you still want to perform and you make stupid mistakes. So I think, I think that that's, that's less prevalent uh, with the, uh, with the, with the women shooter. And 
they, 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 um, you know, I, I almost feel that they really appreciate, especially, and again, we've just met now, uh, uh, Kilo, but I, I get a strong impression that, that you create that environment is that, that they're, they, they feel like they feel, I'll use the word like valued, like, Hey, we're not just going yes. through the mo. Oh my God, we got a girl in the class. Oh, right, right. your eyes. No, no, no. We're actually happy. Like me, I'm ecstatic when I have women in a class. I say, look, I have a mom, I have a wife, I have a daughter. I said, I want women. I tell, I tell, look, I can bench 405 pounds. I can do this. I can do that. Maybe you only bench 100. But guess what? When we both got Glock 19s in our hand and we're shooting at a, at a target, we're on equal footing. Our, uh, there's no, there's no strength advantage of. Right. of one versus the other. So I, I'm always excited when I have women, you know, women uh, students. You know? I'm glad you cleared it up there at the end. <laughs> you said, because, and you know, this, this episode is very confusing to me. I, I think, I think, I think, I think my mic, my mic is, uh, is, uh, <laughs> is a little bit, it's a little bit, it might be a little bit intimidating, but. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yes. Kilo, Ray, uh, what ratio do you have for beginners and why? What ratio in the sense of uh, how many beginners I have? My uh, instructor. Yeah, instructor oh, to oh, student. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, for police academies, I tend to have one-on-one, one-on-two. Uh, for my basic civilian uh, classes, whether uh, I, I try to have one and four at the, at the most. I should say, I would try okay. to have more instructors, but I would prefer one and two, but one and four is, is, is the most because I want to make sure that the range is safe. And if they, if the, um, the students have any questions that they can get answered, uh, um, because it, it's, right. it's important because a lot of them are very new to shooting and I want to make sure that if they have any questions that they raise their non-shooting hand. <laughs> and sometimes it's both <laughs> and there's an instructor range safety officer right there make sure that their questions are answered okay but that, that's what i tend to do anyway right. i, I want to keep the range moving but i also want to keep a safe instructor a range safety officer to student ratio all right correct and um yeah I'll so so same uh you know one to four uh now when when uh, when we're on the hot range, the the even though the the instructor student ratio per se is still one to four, but uh, at any given time it's going to be one to two when I have the instructor. So so in the classroom it's me. I mean it's me kind of leading the way. My assistant filling filling in the gaps. Um, when we set up when we start setting up on on the on the live fire range, I always break them up in half. And I assign, I like the concept of the battle buddy. So I assign, and I try to assign people that don't know each other, just so so the dynamics are, 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 are uh, you know, a little, end up being a little better than if it's a husband and a wife, you know, uh, you, you want to separate them. But then uh, the, the battle buddy, what I tell them to do is, as as we're explaining and teaching their, 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 their battle buddy, I want them to observe and also observe them because as we start moving forward and once we start getting into the later stages of the class where we go into, let's say we all qualify, um, now we may pick up the tempo a little bit and the expectation is that everyone, you know, I everyone is an, everyone is an instructor, everyone is an observer. Um, yeah. 
you know, one of the things and, and I, that I tell them, and this is uh, from straight out of the NRA course book, I always say, you know, who, who, who has the authority on the range to yell out cease fire, cease fire? And the answer is anyone. Right. Anyone can yell cease fire. So we all have absolute, absolute uh, uh, um, power. But but going back right. to the to the to the question itself, again, you know, you know, one to four um, in, in the classroom. You know, one to eight. Obviously, it's 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 if it's me talking. But once we're on live fire, I like no more than 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 one to two. You can keep you know, and, and we use right. barrels. You know, we we at the range that I use, so we have barrels, cones. Right. You know, because it's an open field that you know, an open berm that we have. So I can design it however I want, and I and I you know maintain that uh, that discipline and control the ammo. So I always keep all the ammo, and and I distribute it out. Even you know, uh, uh, even though we're you know we're all big boys, but since we're in a training environment, we're dealing with beginners. Um, we keep uh, you know we keep things even safer. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <coughs> yeah, hey, Kilo, um Safety protocols. What do you have any specific pet peeve? With me? On a safety, yeah, a kilo on a safety protocol. Yes, yes um, I, I do. Uh, first of all, I want to make sure that all the firearms are checked before they get on the range. Make sure they're clear, safe, and empty, and make sure that they are are, are, are functioning. That's one thing that that's really important. Also, on the range. I explain my range safety commands to all of my students. And if we are at an outdoor range and doing um, intermediate tactical training, I, hone, I tell the students, look, whatever you drop, you are not, you are, you, hold on a second. Yeah, you are not to pick up uh, until you are directed to do so. Yeah, like let's say drop magazines for example or if they drop whatever that's a, that's a huge pet peeve of mine is no 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 you're not allowed to pick up anything without permission because i don't want someone bending down and picking up a magazine when there's still live fire on the range that's a huge huge pet peeve of mine um and because you you know someone could trip someone could you know could get a magazine that they dropped all of a sudden, they trip, and that becomes a huge safety, a huge safety hazard, and that's really bad. Right. So that, you know, that's one of my biggest pet peeves: is that they just and to and to listen to my cadence. Um, if I tell you to do something, and also if if they if it's a class utilizing a holster, another huge pet peeve of mine is I want to watch them to make sure two things: a if they have a double signal that they decock the firearm before they holster, okay. Or if they have a single action, um, or 1911, that they put the safety on before they holster, and make sure that they holster using their single hand. Because sometimes when they try to utilize their support hand to holster their firearm, they tend to laser themselves because they're assisting their strong hand in, in, in holstering. And that happens a lot with beginners that are doing the, um, the, the holster because they're not used to sweeping their clothing first and... And they're not mm -hmm. used to indexing the firearm without looking first. And then they tend to have their support hand and they laser themselves when they holster. So those are some of the things that I, I look at and my range safety officers look at because that tends to be a huge safety violation. Got it. Alpha, uh, what's your uh, safety it's, well, it's, it's, peeve? It's, it's, uh, 
It's peeves with S. No. <laughs> so, 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 so one of them, which is a non-negotiable, is it's a sanitized uh, classroom environment. So I have yeah. dummy ammo. So there is zero uh, live ammo. The only, the, the most, you know, I always carry a knife. So I say that's that's if you want to bring a knife just in case somebody somebody flips out and, and you know you know how to use it. I said, but but we're in a to, you know we're in a totally. Uh, uh, sanitized environment the other thing in the in the, and this is still in the classroom and especially in the range is uh i have a pretty strict cell phone policy i tell mm -hmm. folks listen if uh if you uh you know you put it on ring if you get a call we'll stop the class i it's i do them early in the morning right so we're out, out there at eight in the morning <clears throat> so your family knows where you're at whatever if that comes in but there is i said there is zero surfing that there's there's no phone use during the class if you feel compelled i will and, and and this i do make it feel awkward we will stop and we'll wait for you because once we get out in that range once one of those projectiles leaves that barrel there's no turning back and my my primary mission is to get you home at the end of the course mm -hmm. in, in the mm -hmm. same or better shape than when you got there. So if you're not paying, you may miss something very subtle. So anyway, so on that, and I, again, communication is key. I, I heavily uh, uh, emphasize that they get electronic hearing protection. Yes. Although, yes, yes. I did, I did invest, I did, <laughs> I did invest in one of these. Testing one, two, three, testing one, two, three. Uh, I need Ooh. to get one of those. Okay, yeah, I got, I got it, I got it on Amazon. Works great, and this one actually plays music too. But oh, cool. uh, <laughs> I, I, I got that because most of the classes, again, that I that I hold, they're outdoor, and and it's it's communication is critical. So when I say, hey, it's a safe line, or the line is out, or cease fire, I want everybody to hear it. Now I tell people, and on top of the fact that I'm Cuban and I talk loud and I and I'm animated. <laughs> I said, <clears throat> don't get mad if you think I'm yelling at you. I just want to make sure that if you have regular ear protection or you or you have uh, uh, plugs, I want to make. I know how to project my voice. I know how to diaphragm talk. So I'm going to be diaphragm talking to you now. With the with the uh, electronics, <coughs> it's a. Uh, it's a, uh, it's easy, right? You know, to have a normal conversation and you still have the ear, ear protection. So, so that's you know. If, if you think about it, all these things kind of intertwine, right? It's 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 the communication and, and, and maintaining that that safety aspect. I think I think the the, the, the you know the cell phone, the electronic uh, uh, hearing are, are 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 just critical. Cell phone for sure. The electronic hearing, uh, you you can hear everything. You know, yes. Yes. sometimes sometimes my, my mom's hard of hearing. I'll put my ear, ear pros on her when I have to repeat myself four times. I go, Mom, here, let me put these. On. <laughs> here, put these on you, and you'll see. <laughs> cool. Well, we've we've brought up a lot of interesting points that the uh, listeners can really absorb. We talked a lot of positives, and that's always a good thing. We're going to start talking about. And some of the negatives on the on a different part of this episode or the series, better said. And um, I've really enjoyed this interview with both of you guys, and I think the audience is really going to love this uh, combination. This is a Brooklyn-bound two express train. The next stop is Fulton Street. Stand clear of the closing doors, please. Beep.
Well, we hope you enjoyed this episode 273, The Range Master with Kilo Sierra and Alpha Alpha. It was a short version of what was left in the interview, and we had a, a fun time doing it. There, We're going to have, of course, more episodes like that. Uh, we're going to do one now talking about uh, some issues that come up as a range master, some negatives. We talked about a lot of positives, and we're going to kind of start shadowing some of these negatives for those uh, beginners and what they can expect and how they know that they're all learning curves in their evolution of training in firearms. Again, RaiderCopNation.com is uh, the official website. You can get more information about us. RaiderCop.com is the audio portion website where you can hear all our episodes from number one to number 273 and beyond. Don't forget about uh, Street Warrior Detective, retired Detective Ralph Friedman. That show's coming up maybe April, May, not really sure on a date, but I will keep you posted. And our next episode, uh, episode 274, which will be March 30th, the state of policing quotes reinventing police, what that means, what is happening, what this uh, leftist or Democratic Party is planning. The new term now is reinventing. It's a cover for defunding, what that means and what a lot of citizens can expect from a leftist government. And then we go into April, where well, we're going to start doing uh, our regular schedule, which is going to be, you know, uh, the mob series, the wise guy series. We're going to firearms and, um, and so forth. We'll have a lot of shows for you in the coming year, season five, season six, which is, um, believe it or not, you blink twice here in 2023, right around the corner. Going to have a different makeup. It's going to be audio and visual for the podcast. And as always, it is my honor and pleasure to be your host on Radio Cop Podcast. We'll continue to pray for yourself because without you, there's nothing. You're, we need you in the game. Of, or if not, we have nothing. Continue to pray for your family, your community, your law enforcement agencies that serve you. And most importantly, continue to pray for our nation, the United States of America. This is Alpha Mike, and I'm out. Three, two, 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 three, two
22.